This is live from the table, recorded at the world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99 Raw Dog. And on the Laugh Button Podcast Network, Dan Natterman here. Noam Dorman is not here. He's the owner of the Comedy Cellar, and usually he is the host or the co-host with me, but he is in Greece, and he is elected not to zoom in. Uh, it is midnight there, and perhaps he's tired. We don't know, but he's not zooming in, so it's just me, so we can expect a less politically oriented podcast than usual, but who knows what topics we might discuss. With me, as always, Periel Ashenbrand, the producer, although Noam has some issues with that designation, doesn't feel she's a producer per se, uh, but she is what she is. Uh, in any case, uh, welcome, uh, Periel Ashenbrand. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And making her debut on Live from the Table is Ariel Elias, a New York-based comedian who mixes, according to her bio, <laughs> a unique personal stories with witty, wry observations. She has done warm-up for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and, is, and the New York Times described her as a sly young comic. That was Jason Zinneman, our friend at the New York Times, who's always writing comedy articles. Um... What, what does he mean by sly? I know what he means by young. Young would be under 35, Thank I think. Thank you. Um, in the comedy world. In the world of uh, modeling, that would not be young. But in the world of comedy, that's quite young indeed. But sly, I don't have a handle on. Well, in terms of what is a sly comic. I, that's a great question. I'm not entirely sure, but I assume he meant it in a positive way. It sounds good. I like that. Right. A sly... I think it means, if I had to guess, and I cannot read Mr. Zinneman's mind, I don't know if I've ever met him, in fact, uh, I think he means, we don't see you coming. I think Here's this oh. Ariel Elias. She looks innocent enough. Mm -hmm. You know, she's mm -hmm. got that disarming smile, and yet she comes on stage and says things you might not expect yeah, it's to come real, out of uh, her mouth. I've got a real sneak attack. It's a Comedy like a Pearl Harbor sort of a comic. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to... I think that's what Jason meant by Well, Sly is having... I don't care what the dictionary has okay. to say about Sly. I care what Jason Zinneman meant in this context. Well, one would imagine that he meant what the dictionary means, given that he's a reporter for the... Um, but when you're talking about a comic, it's a Sly comic. It's a very specific context. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I assume he means. I'm a sick girl. I have body dysmorphia, which if you don't know, body dysmorphia is this condition where you are a woman. <laughs> and so I have that. I have woman. It's weird. My eating disorder spiraled way out of hand the second we locked down. And I wasn't expecting that. I didn't realize how much I needed to see other people to feel good, right? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know how much external validation I needed to feel good. She said into a microphone. <laughs> Jesus, Ariel, like, think for one second. I found myself trying to remember times where I felt good. There was one time I was sitting on the subway next to a Hasidic man, and they're the curly Q Jews. And they're, that's what they, I, also, I'm Jewish, so everything I'm about to say is fine. <laughs> They're not allowed to touch women who they're not related to or who they're not married to. And he's sitting next to me, and the train did what the train does. It rocked. And when it rocked, he touched me. And when he touched me, he recoiled. Oh, it's like he felt warmth for the first time and got as far away from me as he possibly could. Looked real upset, started praying under his breath in Hebrew. And I knew the prayer. I was like, oh, this dude's just gonna do the Shema next to me. Okay. That's the sexiest I've ever felt. <laughs> Hands down. Just like, oh, I'm about to violate this man's religion today? Okay. <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. Ariel, I, I, we've been talking the past, uh, here and there anyway, about um, social media and stand-up comedy because really that's where everything is headed. And I just started posting on TikTok uh, re recently. <laughs> I must say it's slow going. You, I noticed, have about some number of followers, an impressive number, I think. Oh, gosh. it's. I think it's very modest. Maybe it's a sly following uh. where suddenly it will burst I think that's, uh, that might well happen. What is it? Uh, you have 10,000? 
No, nowhere am I up to 10,000. I'm, I'm around 6,000 on everything. Well, I'm at about 170 on TikTok. 170,000? 170. Yeah, unfortunately, not 170,000. Do you find... I'm Now, we've been trying to figure out what, what the trick is. If there is a trick, what, what videos of yours have you noticed that get the most views? Front-facing videos get much more views for me than stand-up. What do you mean by front facing? It means you have the camera. You're, it's a like, selfie video? A selfie video, and you're just saying your joke into the camera. That has been, those have been the most successful for me, unfortunately. But you're doing your act, or you're saying other things? No, I'll say like a joke. Sometimes it's just like, it's not necessarily a joke from my act. Sometimes it's just a tweet that I am now basically reading. It's all stupid. I hate it so much, and yet... It is necessary. But that's good news, I think. You said unfortunately, and to me that's good news because this way you can just do it at your leisure. I don't mm -hmm. have to worry about, did, did get, I got to get the tape from Liz, from the comedy seller. I got to make sure the audience is good that night, the lighting, whatever. This way you do it, it's, you control it, so it sounds like good news. It's that. It's also double the content because you can post you doing the joke on stage, and then you can also post again of you saying it into the camera. So you don't have to it, you don't have to write as well, much. Well, but but don't your followers get outraged and don't they, they put up a stink? No, nobody really it's cares. You're also not really trying to um, engage your followers. You're trying to engage people who aren't your followers to become your followers, right? So like, but don't you? But you want you also want to keep your followers happy, I guess. Yeah, but and keep them on board and keep them on with the Ariel train because they're the ones that are going to hopefully come to see you of course but people just want content it doesn't matter necessarily what the content is isn't that upsetting it, it well look all i know is that i did no, no matter what i do no matter what creative energy i put into a a, a, a post it's not going to get more likes than a, than a than a cute baby or a cat with a voiceover you know or well, cat maybe like you should start doing cat with voiceovers well maybe i should um, what about the book reading ones? How are they? They didn't do very well. No. Those are I, niche. I, I, I do love them though. I will Isn't do more. Niche like a big thing on TikTok though. Yeah, but you're like intellectual niche, they, which yeah. is not as big on TikTok. Hashtag intellectual niche. TikTok like there are these weird things like um, you'll have a dog and and everybody will use the same voiceover. Yeah. So yeah. there's a dog saying, "I'm a dog. I identify as a dog, but my mother says I'm a little baby." And that that's I've seen and they and those get like God. That literally makes me want to toss myself out <laughs> no, of the window. Me too. Have you seen that? No. I they go, they got millions so and mil I mean, at least if if you post something like that and it's a cute dog, you'll probably get at least ten thousand views. And I my biggest video got seven thousand, my most popular. Which video. one was that? That was when I did in Israel. Where I, I was I I um it actually took some doing because I had to like do it in three parts. First, I posted a picture of Tel Aviv, and I said, here I am in Israel. I'm about to go see a movie. Then I posted the marquee in Tel Aviv of the movie Top Gun Maverick. And I said, I'm going to see Top Gun Maverick in Tel Aviv. There's a long line, which there wasn't, but I said that. Yeah. I said, this is a very popular, this, this sequel is very popular in Israel. Of course, not every sequel is very popular in Israel. Like, for example, and then I showed a picture of the New Testament. So, so, <laughs> so. It's uh, a good joke. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway. That so, is a good joke. It was a joke that I thought of and said, well, this might work as a video. So, And that got 7,000. I wonder how that would do if you took Ariel's and I, advice and just said that straight into well, it the might have try done it. it. It might why have done better, but I thought that... You can that still try it. Yeah, why don't you still try it? Do it now. Pull out your I'll phone. do it right now. But I thought that pictures from Israel would generate some interest because people like to see pictures of different places. No, I thought, you know, care. video rather than me, my stupid face in the But in it's the not... Camera. Okay. You're thinking... I think... The way that you're thinking about this has to change a little bit because it's not about what you think people will like, unfortunately. It's about what you think the algorithm will push forward. And the algorithm is more likely to push forward your face than scenery of Israel. And by the way, I think the reason that, and the only reason that got a lot of views, I think, is because I hashtagged Israel. And, I, I, mm -hmm. and every other view was Yitzhak. Uh, Shapiro liked your video. You know, Shlomo dubbed, and there were some free Palestine comments. Yeah, on your if video. you can get people arguing about Palestine and Israel in your comments, you will gain at least two hundred followers. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, um, there wasn't a lot of arguments. It was just some Palestinian flags and 
very little arguing going on. But 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 you're saying that the algorithm would favor my face to scenes of whether it be Israel. I'm going to Aruba in a couple of weeks. I was mm-hmm. I was excitedly thinking, ooh, won't the algorithm love a beautiful tropical beach and no. turquoise waters? No, they don't care. They just this. And won't they, I won't I won't viewers want to see interesting things like that rather than seeing the same old me my face or a comedian's face. Telling jokes, but you're, you you say you don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. I'm also not like great at it either. Like I'm not great at. You got to talk media. to Eric Newman, and we have. Okay, and what did he say? He they said, but he said he didn't know. He, he just said what said, I'm saying. No, he didn't say anything. He said how do he said I don't know. He said just no. That's not what he that's said. More or less what he said. No, he said it, post shit, and then who the fuck knows? There why is some that shit too. Go, go viral. Some shit don't go viral. Yeah, but Absolutely. he also said that it is imperative that you are consistent. That, yes, he said that, but Ariel didn't say that. Well, I'll get there. The point she is, was is going is, to is, is Ariel's uh, analysis of the algorithm does not seem to be in accord with Eric Newman's analysis, which is just huh. I think you should go with him then, because he's doing much better at it than I am. Why do you think that is Ariel alive? If I knew why that was, I would. I would. Do is Eric Newman better. good looking? Now you're a young girl. Do you look at Eric Newman and say, "Yeah"? I already told you he was good looking. I want a second opinion. All right. How good looking is Eric Newman? <laughs> I think he's objectively symmetrical. Okay, symmetrical, which is usually which good. Is good. He's but, adorable. You know, he's 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 adorable, and he's. Yeah. But do you think that's a factor? Do you think he's good-looking enough to is the reason why he's getting a lot of? No, I don't know. No, no. Do you think that's a big reason or a big? No, fact? I mean it never hurts, but no, I mean there are plenty of guys who aren't objectively good-looking who are crushing it on. I social understand media. that, but I'm. Name, we have the names. Take, we take. We, we, I can give you names. Stavros Halkias. Am I? Is he it? the Cometown guy? Yes, he is the Cometown guy. I don't know. Well, look, everybody that, that crushes on TikTok does so for different reasons. So for some people, it right. might be good looks. For some people, it might be the no, content no, no. That, that people love. I... No, no, it's not a mystery. You're funny. You're smart. You keep doing it consistently, and it'll hit. But you, like, Oh, you, you mean like my stand-up career? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hitting yet. Well, accord- according to... 29. Well, I mean, we've had this argument many times. You know, you, according to many young comics, you're living the dream of a successful professional comedian. You don't have another job, right? That's you're, huge. You're not doing something else in your other time in order to be able to perform stand-up. Of course, there are other people who are more successful, making more money, I'm sorry, my interrupting. I got a text, and because and and, uh, the, now, and I have to look at it because otherwise I'm paranoid the whole time. I'm wondering who's that text? Did somebody die? How do I know? I got to check that text. Well, don't you think if somebody died, you'd be getting like? Also, what if they did die? What are you going to do about it? How does that? But if I, well, I'll. <laughs> Maybe if somebody's dying and you're the only one who can save them, I understand the need to check. Yeah, but it's going to be in my mind. So, so what you're saying makes perfect. That's like, but that's like people who say, "Why worry about what you can't control?" I don't know, but I do a hell of a job of it. (laughs) Anyway, do you understand what I'm saying? You're killing. You're saying build it and they will come. I'm saying I don't know that this is the case. But especially in the TikTok world, she's also saying that you're doing better than you think you're doing. A lot. Your perception of yourself is very different from everybody else's perception of you. He always, he always, he's, he's a really glass half empty kind of guy. Well, um, and you're missing out on enjoying. Well, it's tragic, isn't it? It's a little bit tragic. Um. Anyway, Ariel Elias. (laughs) (laughs) Ariel, I've met Ariel about two months ago. Is that who we met? Yeah, two or three months ago is when I started working. And I must say, she's a very agreeable young lady. Oh, thank Very you. pleasant. That's so nice. Um, which, I don't know if that's a good thing in this business. I think it's a good thing in every business. I mean, it, she doesn't strike me as somebody that'll walk over, walk over your corpse to get ahead. No, it's why I only have 6,000 followers. You know, but, uh, but we certainly wish her the best of luck. Nice people that sometimes do win. What is your... <laughs> what is your... Um, by the way, if, if Noam were here, I yeah. wouldn't be having this conversation because he would be getting it. We talk a little bit about Ariel and about social media, and then, but Noam would insist on talking about political stuff. 
Well, I would probably be having a fight with him about abortion. And we'll get to that. You can fight me with him. No, I won't. He's no, he's. I think I'm sure horrified by what's going on. But anyway, but more about Ariel. We'll get to mm. what's going on. But I just want to know where Ariel is looking to be in the comedy world. Do you want to be going on the road, uh, spending weekends in towns across the country, or do you want to be a writer? Or do you want to be a podcast person? I don't know. What, what you tell well, me? I don't know if you. And could. I'll tell you how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'll be wrong, but but it'll um, be interesting. I don't know that you get to choose one any. Like you have to do everything now. And ho and just see where it. I agree with but, you, by the way. But but if you had to, what I love. I love being on the road. Oh God, I don't get it. I okay, go ahead. I love I love a long car trip. I love driving for long distances. I love seeing a new town. I love like performing in front of new people. I, you know, I just don't understand and this I mentality, especially for a woman. I mean, what does that have to do? It with just it, feels man? like a woman alone in a strange town. Um, it's just. Well, I'm learning how to perform abortions, so that's part yeah. of. It. I'm just going <laughs> from town to town. No, I don't know. I, I think I like. Uh, I think in a different... And you don't get... You're not alone. I mean, you're not... You're, you're married. I know you, you're not mm -hmm. bringing your husband with you. No. So you're all by yourself, away from your husband. I'm not always by myself. Sometimes I'm featuring for somebody who who needs me to drive. Okay. And sometimes I'm bringing somebody. Um, sometimes I'm And, and these towns are not necessarily exciting towns. But I don't need a town to, like, be... Ex New York is too exciting. You right. know what I mean? I love a town that has one feature one attraction and you go see or even just like a fun fact okay that's I all mean, i need so, but by the way that's good news for you because that's that's a lot of the life that's what it is you know so i like that i also like very much want to write for something have i written a pilot to get there no 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 but i love a packet i love a homework assignment so that's what i'd like well, okay, it sounds to me like whatever you get, because as far as the, being a comic on the road, that, I can't guarantee you'll be a writer, although I think if you make enough of an effort, you will. But I can guarantee you can be a road comic. I feel like I am already, I don't know if I would call myself a road comic, but I would say I'm, I'm partially, I'm 50% a road comic. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's, if, if you enjoy that, my God, I mean. Yeah, what know. do you want? I went out. <laughs> I know what I want. I, you know what I got into this. We've we've been uh, we, we've discussed this in other, in other episodes, but I thought it was going to be like Seinfeld. Like you do comedy, you get good, you go on the Tonight Show, and they give you a sitcom. That's what I thought. As crazy as that sounds, uh, because I didn't see all the people that that did not happen for. I just saw the five, six. Seven, you know, I saw uh, Seinfeld and, and Tim Allen and 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 Roseanne Barr and all these people. They had their five minutes on Letterman and. I said, I could, I think I could do that. And then they got sitcoms and they got, you know, whatever. But that's what I thought it was. And then it wasn't. Um, so, you know, stand up, I don't love. I never really did. Really? No, no, not really. Okay. Um, that's and, hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that's what I thought. But that's what I was hoping for, you know. And, um, it's not too late. No, it's not. It's not. But it's late. It's not that late. It'd be um, prime time. Well, we'll see. But, and of course, the whole world has changed because um, the sitcom as we know it, it doesn't really, it does exist, but not as much. And uh, there's other things that are around, like Netflix and Hulu and this and that, but that, that have, so there's a lot of content out there. But the network sitcom that, you know, the kind that Seinfeld got and the kind that, that Roseanne Barr and all that, that doesn't exist anymore but that's okay there's other things but isn't it in a certain way better than it's ever been because you really have the ability to yeah in that way own. well I, and that's 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 yeah and that's what i'm trying to do you know um, it is hard though you have the ability to do it but you also have all the pressure to do it yeah it's like and there's a lot of people doing it there's so many people doing it so no longer can you hold like a lot of people's attention right it's like it has to be fast yes yeah which is and there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there competing with you. Yeah, you know. Uh, but there are also like billions of people that you can reach. 
which is incredible. Yeah, you just have to learn Mandarin. Ha ha. Maybe you should start putting Mandarin subtitles. Oh my gosh, you sh- should. That's not bad. That's not a bad idea. Thank I don't you. know who can uh, do that for me. Nicole. I'm not fluent, but Google Translate <laughs> Wait, n- is at our fingertips. Yeah, but Google Translate, I can't trust Google Translate with my jokes. I mean, jokes are a very, 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 uh, the hardest thing in the world to translate is a joke. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Dante's Inferno is probably a thing. Well, jo- jokes. That's chock full of jokes. Jokes though. rely on, I don't know much about the Inferno, but uh, the jokes rely on, first of all, joke, jokes rely on hearing the intonation along with the joke, but so that makes it hard to begin with. And then there's wordplay, there's subtleties, certain words that just don't hit as hard, don't I work as well. I would venture to bet that you could find somebody. You probably could, but, but you'd probably also lose something, even with the best translation. Yeah, but you're losing something already just by posting it. You know what I mean? Like, just by the very fact that you're taking a joke that was on stage, it was recorded, and now you're putting it into a 30-second clip. Like, you're already losing something. Are you? So are why you? not lose a little more? No, it's not. A, look, it can't hurt. I'm just saying when you're finding it, looking for a translator, I'm not relying on Google Translate to, to translate something that would require a very, very, very competent uh, translator. Can I say something? I just thought of something. I think one of the things that Eric does really well on social media is that most of what he posts is crowd work. And well, so I'll it's let, really really Gabrielle Elias. If crowd work, if you found that crowd work works better than um, regular jokes. I don't think in I have, your experience. I don't think I have a sample size large enough to say. One, I'm not like a crowd work comic. Like that's not ever my go-to. I really only am good at it when I have like an antagonist. I'm very bad at being like, "What do you do? Where are you from?" I'll oh, make it funny. Also, why, why why would you necessarily want to say, "What do you do? Where are you from?" When so many other people are already doing that. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I don't feel an overwhelming need to say, "What do you do? Where are you from?" Well, it's banter. Inle- unless it's leading me into a joke that I already kind of know I'm gonna do. It can lead you into a joke, or it can lead you into like your style of like crowd work and being funny. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the same questions. That I, it's like, why would you do a joke about airplanes? Every it's like, well, but if you have your take on yeah. it, your spin on it, like who cares if a million people? I, I don't. Done it? I no longer do airplane jokes in Manhattan, but you're <laughs> absolutely right. And maybe I should. And but I, I don't. think asking crowd work questions like, "Where are you from? What do you do?" Mm-hmm. is the same concept. Okay, of like, all right. All right, fair enough. Like, but I don't really do that very much unless I'm hosting and like have to and like have to like turn on the charm and charisma and energy. So I, the times where it happens is usually on accident, and half the time I don't have the tape of it. Right. So that's. I don't have. Well, I, but if I you're can't. at the cellar, you do have the tape because every show is taped here. You all you have to do is ask Liz, "Can I have the tape?" Yes. See, so, but but so you're saying you don't have a sufficient I, sample size to. to but know. I also have only been working here for a few months. Um, I am definitely not comfortable enough to like do anything other than my set unless I have to during. A, you know what I mean? Like uh, I, that's especially like uh, all the advice uh, that I was given about the seller is like, do your like killer fifteen for the first six months. Don't deviate. And that'll, like, drive me crazy, so I'm, like, mixing it up a little bit. But, like, I would never just be like, all right, let's take a risk. Where are you guys from? Like, I just won't okay, do that here okay. for a while. Now, now, Eric, did Eric say crowd work works better, or did he no, say... No, 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 it's just an observation. I'm just thinking okay. about, you okay. know, well, watching what he does. Do you, but, but do, you th- it, do you feel the crowd work is more engaging? I think that watching Eric do crowd work, watching anybody who do do crowd work who does it well, and this is what Stavros does too. And I, I mean, I don't know him. I've just I watch him a lot on social media, and he cracks me up. Is crowd work, and the banter is really funny, and it's also enjoyable to watch comics sort of crack themselves up. Uh-huh. And that's something that. And you're really quick, and you don't really. But you should. I don't do a lot of crowd work. Maybe no. you should. I, I, I'm, I prefer just to do jokes, but um, maybe you should. Also, because I don't have like the the problem with crowd work is you just you don't know. I'm an anxious guy. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not. Um, Check your phone again to see if somebody's uh, died. <laughs> good idea. I'll Google. I will say <laughs> one one benefit also of crowd work is that you're not burning material. Yeah, right, like you he, can, you have sort of like an nobody dead. supply. Nobody's if, dead. If he, you have that, 
Did you really just recheck? I was kidding around. Yeah, a lot of people do crowd work for that reason, is that you're not burning material. Right. And for that reason, I try to write jokes that are topical right. so that these are jokes that I won't use anyway in three months, but I can use them on social media. So this has given me like a, 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 a motivation to write jokes. I, normally, I wouldn't write a topical joke because it's like in two months, it's stale. Right. But if I can do it on TikTok or Instagram, whatever... Then now I'm motivated to write it. The joke that you saw the other night that I did about um, potheads that are um, pro-life mm-hmm. is a joke I never would have written if it weren't for TikTok <clears throat> because I just wouldn't put that energy into writing more abortion humor. What's the joke? And I posted it on TikTok and it got like 1,500 views or whatever, you know, and then maybe 1,800 on Instagram. It didn't kill it. The joke is... And his joke has been working on stage. And Ariel, you had mentioned it yeah, to me. I don't joke. remember the joke. It's like, um, you know, I think all the states that make abortion legal, that are like that, there's no restrictions on abortion, are probably the same states where there's no restriction on marijuana, because you don't see uh, a lot of pothead pro-lifers. You know, like, hey man, you remember <laughs> that ten-year-old that got pregnant by her uncle? It's God's will. <laughs> so, so that's the joke. Um, it's fun because it's also like. I don't see you do so many act outs. Yeah, that's so funny, watch you right? Do that's, it, it's like that's funny. All right. So why don't you do that front facing? Yes. And see well, how do it again front facing and put captions. Yeah. Well, I do not put the captions. not the generated ones. Like actually make your own. What's the difference? Um, so you can like hit the auto generate button and it'll just like auto generate right. captions for you. Right, yeah. Um, but I think what works better because it's more eye catching is you, like, write out the captions and then have it timed. Oh, but, yeah, I I do it auto, but then I manipulate it so that it's timed better. No, but that's still different. I'll show you after. I'll show you how to do it. Okay. I'm really, I want to throw myself into traffic. It's awful. I, like, I I did not want to do any of it, and then I think I I hit a a point where I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I you mean it. the captions or just this? No, all this just, shit in just posting anything. I also I don't scroll anything. Like I'll post and then I don't I don't. You look. post and run. I post and run. I don't look at anybody else's stuff. Really? Oh, that's good. I don't either, except for this little baby who's so cute, <laughs> uh, baby Laratika. Oh my God, you got to see this baby. The only thing I ever <laughs> scroll is Reddit, and I'm usually just looking for like a fun video to send my sister-in-law because she just had a baby and I know she's up at two a.m. That's all I do. That's so good. I play a lot of Spider Solitaire instead. Less good. <laughs> yeah, so this is the baby that I'm currently following on. Hold on a sec. This is insane. This is good podcasting. I mean, could you die? No, I don't. Could not be less interesting. It makes me really uncomfortable, I think. To just and they have like, like little songs, like little she's like little, you know, music behind her. We're just like frying dopamine. That's what I just read. I mean, look at that. Yeah, right, I don't. I think like babies don't do it for me anyway. Oh, okay. Um, just yeah. in general. I agree. Babies don't do it for me either. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't look at videos either too That's, much. I'm g- I'm gonna try to stop doing that then. But I do wonder why the parents are do are posting the photo of the baby. Like, is you it wonder what's, why? Well, it's for attention. But are they trying to make <laughs> money? Is there money? Is, they can make money. Can yeah. their money be generated? Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got like a million followers. I made $500 last month. Really? Yeah. From TikTok? From Facebook. You did? Yeah. Well, how do you do that? Facebook Reels. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Not Instagram Reels? No, I don't have enough views on Instagram. There's something separate called... There's something called, called Facebook Reels? Yeah. Are we and turning ha- this podcast into... Now, like how do you do that? Is it the same thing? You just sort of... You, you take. You have to turn on professional mode on your Facebook profile, and then you have to get 100,000 views in 30 days to qualify, and then for every 1,000 views you get after that, you get 40 cents. I will be done. Up to... And then it, it caps... And you're using the same videos good. that you use on TikTok? Yeah, but you have to take the watermark off. Well, what, what, the TikTok watermark? Mm-hmm. No, so you're using the same... Vi- yeah. The same videos that you make, you post on Facebook. Yeah. I will be doing. How come I've never heard it? How come the Ariel's the first person? We had Eric Newman, TikToker to the stars, or TikToker star, and and Zarna, another maybe, big TikToker. Because they're doing well on like TikTok. I'm not. I'm doing better on Facebook. Yeah, but it sounds to me like if they, if ideal. you're making five hundred dollars on Facebook, then Zarna, she could make 
10,000. All right, that's rude to me. <laughs> Zarn is a big TikToker. Zarn, are you listening? Right? I mean, Zarn is a big social media presence. Yeah. You've, by your own admission, you've only got 6,000 people. Uh-huh. On TikTok. So there's nothing against you. I've only got 170. But the fact is Zarna... Thousand? All right. The fact is that Zarna <laughs> has a shit ton. So why isn't she on Facebook? You know. I don't know. Ask her. I know, really. She's not here. But the, f- the point is, is, why is this the first time hearing about it? I don't know. But I really, as the producer, I'm going to really advise you to... We're not going to turn this into like social media 101. Well, I think it's interesting. And, and, and Nicole will back me up on this. Nicole? Interesting. She's monotone, by the way, so don't take, <laughs> don't read too much into that. I have a question for Ariel. Am I? Do Ariel I have Elias? Yeah. Do I have permission to um, change the subject? <sighs> How drastic a change of subject are we talking? As drastic as possible wouldn't be appreciated. It's, um, I mean, it's a turn, but it's on brand. Well, give me, give me, give me the topic. I wanted to hear <laughs> about Mrs. Maisel. Oh, uh, sure. She, the warm up for Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, it was a two day gig in 2019. Uh, or maybe it was, yeah, twenty. And then we'll talk about abortion. Okay, go ahead. Um, they had, there was a, a couple of days where they were shooting a scene that required like 400 extras. Um, so between takes, they wanted to have a couple of comedians come and like do stand up to keep them. Because it was, you know, it's like a scene where she's performing for the troops. Okay. So yeah, they, I remember that. So they like wanted to keep the troops like engaged and like still in like a funny laughing. Wait, what do you mean by the troops? The, extras, the extras that were yes. playing soldiers. Yes, I did. Okay. Qu- I did quotes. On well, we it. can't see. I mean, they can't necessarily see. You it showed me a TikTok of a baby <laughs> on a podcast. I think it's okay if I do air. Quotes. I described the baby. I don't think you did describe. I said, the baby. "Couldn't you just die?" That's a description. <laughs> Go. Well, <clears throat> she also said extras that were supposed to be. Troops. No, but I'm talking about the quotes. We didn't All right. Quotes. Okay. So, but. so it was that. It was two days um, in Long Island. Oh, wow. Uh, it was like, it was one of the, at that point, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It I sounds, think it still might be. It sounds amazing. It was very neat. Um, and all of the extras were just like, he's like 23 year old guys dressed in uniform. It's like, well, this is the hottest thing I've ever seen. And so in between takes, mm-hmm. you would do. Yeah. I would just do however long. That was the hard part is like, I mean, I think with any warm up, really, like they don't tell you how long to do. Um, so it's just somebody being like, okay, go now. And like handing you a microphone where you're like, okay. And then how do you know how long to do? Until they say, all right, that's a wrap on the comedian. And then you get off stage. Uh, well, what if you run out of material? That crowd work. That was my fear. Um, but it didn't happen. Where are you from? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, what, um, has this, this was 2019. So we're going yeah. back a little, how long have you been doing stand up? 10 years? So 11 years. 11, yeah. This is going back anyway to 2019. Um, has this led to further warm up gigs? No. <laughs> no, it but it might. Who knows? I mean, that's a good. You know, it's a good. I do uh, think source of revenue is warming yeah, up. Uh, I mean, look, uh, like I would never like count myself out for anything. I think I'm like qualified and down to do whatever. I do think, like generally, if you're thinking of like a warm up comedian, my style and energy is probably not the first person that would come to your mind. So why do they choose you for Maisel? Because they wanted like a Jewish comedian. Like I like my stuff is like very Jewish. Um, yeah, what what like, do you do? What's your style like other than sly? <laughs> um Are you dirty? Not really. Nothing. I ha- I'm I do like some dirty. I try to be as clean as possible. Um why? Is that just you feel more comfortable or it's just like who you are? I think it's like I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I'm trying to make an I'm trying to do my first album and I want it to be as clean as possible because the revenue is better. Because um, you can on get on on uh, on radio on series. yeah you can get played on more stations if you're clean so I'm trying to have like as clean of an hour as possible okay knowing that it won't all be clean because I'm also doing the road and like people want you to be fucking filthy um, especially at, like a casino or whatever and I think especially when they see women on stage yeah they want me to like. It's such a double-edged sword because, like, on one hand, people are like, women only talk about their pussies. Yeah. But then if you don't talk about your pussy, they're, like, kind of upset. So interesting. So I, like, talk a little bit about my pussy. (laughs) 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 Only at the end. You have to stick with me if you're, like... um, 45 minutes of totally clean humor, and if you stick around, you'll get a little... Like, like Wendy Liebman doesn't talk about her pussy, I don't think. Uh... I, I now make of that what you will, but um, 
but maybe maybe she would have a, a bigger career if she did. I don't know. But um, no, I don't think it's a requirement. I think also like, do we know any comics that work here at the Salad that do not talk about their pussies that are w- female comics? Yes, of course. Judy Gold. That's correct. Yeah, uh, she talks about her sexuality. I guess a little bit. Yeah, but she's not. I mean, she's not. Rachel Feinstein is. Yeah, Rachel Feinstein is pretty clean. Rachel Feinstein is pretty. So does that ru- does that ruin your theory, or do you do do do? You I don't think it ruins my theory. I think like, I I think at least in the case of Rachel, Rachel is like so charismatic, so good at voices. So is Ariel Lies. I don't. Okay, thank you. Um, but I think. But you I, don't do voices. I don't do voices. I'm a bit more like. I I can pretty confidently say, and I'm okay with this fact. I am a much better writer than I am a performer. I think that's fa- I think that's a fair assessment. Well, which I, is not to I, say I'm, I'm a bad performer. I'm just a really good writer. But there's different ways of performing. <laughs> uh, being b- being a good with voices and dialects uh, is one thing. Mm-hmm. But you but you might there might be other things that you do in the performance area. Would you say that Mitch Hedberg was a good performer? Now, here's a guy that didn't do any dialogue. That was different, though. I don't think Jess talks about her pussy. But can, can, we, can we stick Sorry. with the well, I'm topic? I'm just answering this, your question. Your answer was that's a difference. I'm saying that Mitch Hedberg, would you regard him as a good performer? He's a guy that didn't do dialects, that didn't do... He just had that one tone, but but it worked for those jokes. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I've actually, never I'm not, really I'm not, thought about it. Yeah, I don't know one way or the other. How do you define a good performer? Is it somebody that does... Uh, the uh, dialects, or it's, uh, I don't know. Woody Allen, was he a good performer? He does one thing, but he does it well, and it works perfectly with his, with his jokes. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know. David Tell, is David Tell a good performer? I mean, David Tell doesn't do dialects. He doesn't do characters. No, I don't think you have to do that stuff to be a good performer. I think it's about, like, what's your comfortability on stage? Yeah, what are you good at? People are good at different things. But I'm trying to f- define what being good at performing means. I think you I'm just getting. said that. I think how you just defined it, I agree with. That you're really good at what you do. You perform it very well. Like Woody Allen. He did one thing, but he did it really well. I agree with that. Okay. I think I... I have to watch Ariel again. I haven't seen her... I, I watch, I see, because I don't want, like you are with TikTok, I am with stand-up. I do my thing and mm-hmm. I go. Uh, so I haven't seen a lot of Ariel lies. I have to revisit Ariel. And then uh, then, uh, then I will we'll have her back. I'm pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I know you're killing and you're working <laughs> here consistently and getting a lot of spots. So the, that's a certainty. What's, what's, what's less certain is you, you say you're, not a, you're more of a writer than a performer. I didn't I will, say I'm yeah, more, I, I, I said I'm a better writer than I am a, than I'm better at writing than I am at performing. But she also And that may well be, but I want to see for myself. But okay. she also said that she's not saying that she's not a good performer. She's just a I really good that. writer. I understand that. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. I think the two are so inextricably linked sometimes it's hard to sure. separate the two. Well, you know, I I I like like um you know, like with Mitch Hedberg and like with David Tell, like if you, if you if you had anybody else saying those jokes, especially a tell, I think anybody else saying those jokes, it wouldn't work. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's right. But so I, does that mean he's a great performer? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, but also I, um, as you know, have been writing for, you know, I don't know, fifteen years, and I only started performing about five years ago. So I don't. I had to make it was a real. Um, jump so like you're saying it's inextricably linked i mean doing stand-up is very different than writing but now you're but you were writing novel you were writing memoirs now you're writing stand-up but i was writing i mean it was all humor i mean it was it was funny like it was all stand-up but within your stand-up act the two are very tightly linked have you found that since you've started performing your writing has gotten better i just think that you the economy of words with performing is so different than writing. Well, also, in stand-up at least, a joke, a, a laugh is generally expected every whatever it is, 30 seconds. It's not the case when you're writing a memoir. You right. can have scenes where, that, are, that are tragic. You can have scenes that are right. emotional. And then you could throw in something funny. Well, you can't really do that with stand-up. I mean, a Chappelle sort of does that, and, and uh, Hannah Gatsby has done that, so people are doing that. But generally speaking, especially... If you want to keep working here at the Comedy Cellar, 
you better get a joke. You better get a laugh. Yeah. Every, uh, you know, whatever it would be, 30 seconds or a minute. I mean, it better be fairly frequent. I thought it was like every 20 seconds. I, there's no rule. I'm just saying it should be pretty frequent. So that would be very, very different than when you were writing a, your memoir, in which yeah. case you could go 10 pages, 20 pages, yeah, but even I'm, the whole memoir. Right, but I'm saying that's not the kind of writer I am. I mean, I was writing... It's funny, like it's meant. Well, to be. I haven't read it uh, because you haven't brought me a copy. I know, I told you. Yeah. There are two of them, though. <coughs> don't well, un- you bring don't me the un- one that don't you, you feel is the most uh, appealing, uh, would be. They're both appealing. Me. Um, I did want to. Uh, I think this is an interesting discussion. I know that Nicole is in full accord. <laughs> Nicole is a. She's from Binghamton. That's how they are. Uh, they don't. Uh, they're not expressive. Um, Long winters, you know. <laughs> uh, I think that I wanted to. We were talking about talking about vaginas, and I thought that might be a nice transition into uh, something Macy Gray said recently um, on Piers Morgan. She said that uh, you know Macy Gray is a little slightly. Yeah, I remember your time, Macy you Gray. Know. Um, that girl. And she's not a good performer. She says <laughs> she never said that. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> she listens. Um, she said that just because you change your body parts doesn't make you a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, igniting a firestorm. Quite frankly, I didn't know Macy Gray was still out there doing shit, but in any case, uh, she's stirring shit. Um, she said that and on Piers Morgan and uh, got a fair amount of uh, backlash and at the same time a fair amount of support. Um, she got both, obviously. It's a controversial thing to say. Um, so what do we think of that? Well, I know what Periel thinks of that. Periel believes that you're, you're, you're a woman if you identify as such. I agree with that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Who's, Who I cares? Mean, yeah, like, Macy Gray can think whatever she wants. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like, no, gender is not fixed. I mean, it's just, she can think whatever she wants, and that's fine, but she's wrong. Well, and here's it's my a, take on it the same take I've had every time we discuss it, but I think it's worth repeating. We can always get back to talking about, you know, stand-up. But um, <laughs> uh, my opinion is that it's the stupidest argument that, 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 that we can have because words are man-made things. The word woman is something that a human being at some point invented. Okay. And we are, get to assign definitions to words, Okay. The moon means the moon because we've decided that's what it means. That we, moon means the object in space that, that orbits the earth because human beings have decided that that's what the moon means. So what does woman mean? What moon means what we've decided that a woman means. And what have we decided that a woman means? Right now, different people say different things. And, and I don't think any of them are wrong because the word woman... Some of them are wrong. Well, Some who's it. wrong? If you're somebody who believes that in order to be a woman, you must have a vagina and only those with a vagina are women and all those with a vagina are women, then that's wrong. Or that you also need to have ovaries and a uterus. Right. Because there well, are lots of... But why? But again, given, given the fact that, that, that we define word, that the definition of a word is nothing more than what human beings decide those definitions are, if a large portion of the English-speaking world defines a woman thusly... Then how are they wrong? Well, in other words, I mean, say well because say, it's I don't an know, antiquated. Say seventy percent of the English-speaking world defines a woman as somebody with X Y X X chromosomes and female well, that's genitalia. Bi- that's biology, though, that's not that has nothing to do with being with the concept of a woman. But Correct. the concept of a woman yeah. is what we as as speakers of the English language have decided that's what a woman is. Right, but this And right now it appears that that definition, which 100 years ago probably was the definition that you articulated, more or less, now things are changing, but it's still like, you know, not everybody... I don't think it's, 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 it's that important an argument anyway. I think what's more important is how we treat people. Well, but it so I, if somebody has even. breasts and a penis and wants to be called a woman, fine, I'll call them a woman. But I don't think that's important. I think what's important is how we treat that individual. Well, well it's important, important to, you. to you. It's not important it's to you. Well, I don't think it should be important. I think what should be important is how do I treat you? Well, do you, I treat you with respect and dignity? Well, not and if I'll you certainly call you a woman if you wish... And as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I 
I think woman when I see you. When I see somebody that presents as a woman, I in my head I'm thinking woman, but I don't think you're wrong if you don't. Right, but you're not taking into account that if you don't even acknowledge the gender that somebody wants to identify as, it's not important I, I, to I, you. I, Wait, I, let me just uh, finish. Uh, it's finish. not important to you, but like actual people get killed for that very well, reason. Well, I just said that's what's important is how we treat people. Obviously, if you're killing people, that's not treating them very well. Right, but if you can't acknowledge who they are, then you're not treating I, I, them I, well. Like I acknowledge it, who they are. Not you. I'm saying one. All right. Well. Our language is also like designed to evolve. Yes, right? and it is evolving, but it hasn't completely gotten there yet. And, and well, there are people that wouldn't. Pres- what about somebody that does not present as a woman? What about somebody that's a man but says, I, uh, I am uh, a woman. Uh, I haven't transitioned yet. But it's somebody that looks like we would imagine a man to look. But if right? they tell me Did, I identify as a woman, but do you when you see them, do you think go, yourself okay. woman? I don't. I don't. I, every time I see somebody, I don't think like woman or like man. Like I don't. I. Don't, I'm not saying I'm like gender blind or whatever. I'm just saying that's not like the most important thing to me about each person that I meet. So like I don't. If they t- if, if that's something that somebody says to me, yeah, but if somebody, hey, I just so say you know, if somebody tells woman, if, if somebody that present if somebody tells me I see a guy that somebody that presents as a man, but identifies as a woman, and I feel and to me that's a man. I I can't say they're being transphobic. I can say that in, unless they mistreat this person, if they mistreat them, then they're transphobic. If they if they don't mistreat them, but they say to me that to me is a man, I can't say they're wrong. But isn't not acknowledging, if somebody's telling you they're a woman and somebody else is saying, no, they're presenting as a man, then isn't that not treating them with respect? Well, if you do it to their face and you upset them, then you're not treating them with respect. But if you're telling me in private, I really consider that individual a man, then I can't say you're wrong. Well, you can say that if the person identifies as a woman. By that definition. But the other people have different definitions. Okay, but the gender binary is a social construct, right? Like, that was made up. The, every, every English word is made up. So I'm saying to you, how do we define a woman? Do we define a woman as, uh, along physiological lines or along psychological lines? And, and why is one more valid than the other? Well, you define, people get to define their own gender. You don't get but to people de- don't get to dictate the English language. But you're not... Yes, they do. Of course people... And I mean, individuals don't. Language. The collective does. The language, if I say the moon is not the moon, I'm wrong. But if everybody starts calling the moon something else, then we have a new word for the moon. Okay, start here. There's a small child at school that is... Are you going to give me a sob story? No, I'm presenting you with a situation to try and get you to see what I'm articulating here. There's a small child at school in kindergarten who is a biological male, but who has been saying for several years that she is a girl. So, and she used to present as a typical male, traditional male, what you would consider male. And now she dresses like a girl and she has long hair and she wears pink and purple and she changed her name. And so now everybody... All right, what's your question? It's like, how does that work with what you're saying? Like the argument... What's your question? My my, my, my response to that would be... I would... uh, I don't think I had a question. I I think I was... Question, okay. Um, Anyway, uh, Macy Gray, uh, on tour... Tickets available. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the real, the crux of the thing is like, I don't think it really matters. Ah, how that's what I said. That's I define. Yeah, but you brought it up for a discussion. But it's oh, like okay. so obviously like it ma- like you care a little. I, bit. I, what matters to me is 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 that I think it's a silly. I think I don't think any. I I think it's just a silly discussion. Well, I think it's a. I don't think it's a silly discussion necessarily because you're invalidating a very important part of a lot of people who who feel very strongly about like their gender and how they present and how they identify. So I don't think it's silly to care about it. I think I think. But I don't think saying to them, "Well, I don't consider you a, a woman. I consider you a trans woman." Um, okay, trans women are women. 
By a certain definition. <laughs> no, by every definition. Unless well, you're somebody who is... Nicole, what do you think? <laughs> Please leave me out of it. Again, Binghamton, that's how they are. It's they? funny, though, be, that you brought this up. They were neutral in the war. Are <laughs> <laughs> they Switzerland? Oh, yeah, that's right. Which war? The, uh, <laughs> the war against the, uh, trans French, women. French-Indian war. Um, all right. Anyway, I think, we've made, I think we have uh, both sides have presented their, their case, and we'll leave it to the, the good people, uh, the good listeners of Raw Dog and the Laugh Button Podcast Network to decide with whom they agree. It's like TikTok. you got to come around to it. You would like TikTok. The way that you view gender. you got to evolve. Well, um, again, I, 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 I'm fully aware that some people, different people identify as, as different, but uh, different, you know, that somebody that's biologically male might identify as female. I, I understand. The question is, is, is that a woman or is that a trans woman? But and, my, and my answer to that is, how do we define these words? And w- a, a definitions are based on how p- speakers use language. Yeah, but that's like saying, like, is that person a woman or is that person a white woman? It's like it's not either or. Like, white women are women, trans women. You know what I mean? Like, to, call, to say, are you a trans woman or are you a woman is transphobic language. Right, you're you're saying that trans women are dif- are not women. Well, that's the implication. The implication is that some would define it that way. How would you define it? I mean, it's really not necessarily up to me to dictate how the English language works. But when I see a, a woman that presents as a woman, that to me I feel is a woman. But if they present as a man, I would it, it, I probably wouldn't feel like that's a woman. But can you accept the premise that we are the ones who are individually in charge of deciding what our gender is? It's like how you feel. Well, if that's, what, gen- if that's what a gender, if, if, if you're telling me that gender is by definition what you f- identify as, then yes. Okay. Right. I don't know that that's the definition of gender. I guess that, if, I mean, I got to look that up, you know, if that's what it is, uh, then sure. Um, I think we've made a lot of strides. Yeah, we've made a lot of progress. I don't feel I've made any progress, <laughs> to be honest with you. I feel I have a similar position as I had 15 minutes ago when we started this discussion. Um, Who died? Anybody? No, Nobody died. I'm just checking the time. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, somebody um, certainly died. Somebody People somewhere. die all the time. Um, so you're, you're doing, Ariel, you mentioned an hour. You said you're going to do an hour, what we call a special. That's the term of art in the comedy. What we call it a special. Um, and you say you're, you're working on one? You're I'm, I'm working on an album. Um, I'm trying... Oh, not a special, an album. Not a special, an A album. special... Very different. Uh, ...connotes video. video. Right. There will be video. I don't think that that's what I want. Like, I'll have it... I'll, I'll have a video, but probably to cut up into clips. You won't post. post it on, like, YouTube? I don't think so. I don't think that's the... Ra- Maybe I'll change my mind. I don't think that's the route that I want to go. Um, no shade on anybody who does. I think it would not necessarily be very beneficial for me. That's all. Um, but yeah, I, I like really like just started headlining in the last couple of months. That's Uh, awesome. Good for you. Thank you. Go Ariel. It's very difficult. Uh, I have, um, immense amounts of respect for people who do that every weekend. It's uh, a long time to be, but I, now featuring feels like running without the weights on where you're just like, Oh, 25 minutes. I'm going to do that. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm working on that. And right now it feels like, um, like I have 45 minutes of jokes, but I want it to feel like a complete thing. That's awesome. Good for you. Like a, like here's who I am kind of thing. So I'm working on that. Here's who I am. And, 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 and here's and, my putsy. And, and <laughs> the, your main goal in this album is so you have clips for the radio. Yes. Is tracks. Which is a very good source of revenue for comedians. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to have some passive income. I feel like for the last like 10 years, I was very focused on like, I want my jokes to be as good as possible. I want to get as good at stand up as possible. And I am now shifting a little bit towards like, okay, this is a business. I need to treat this as a business. How do I make money? And you've discovered that relatively early on, 11 years, which sounds like a long time, really isn't in the world of stand up necessarily. Mm. And you've, you've, you've made that discovery, it seems to me. You know, and it pretty, pretty early. I hope right. so. 
um, and it is and it is a business. And and so, are you trying to like get a lot like followers? Like, how, how do you what, what are you gunning for? A lot of followers on social media so that you can sell out uh, on the road. Yeah, whatever whatever form it takes to have my own following, to have people who will come see me so that I don't have to do, like, awful casinos full of people who hate me. <laughs> That's But who could hate Ariel Elias? Oh, quite a few people um, do no. not enjoy me, which I take as a compliment. Um, I should not be for everybody. Um, well, I agree that, that, that the great ones never are for everybody. I love yeah. that. That's a good title, I do agree, I do agree I with that. I know him, by the way. Know him, and we had this argument, know him really does not agree. Know mm. thinks a good comic should be able to make everybody laugh and that the most popular comic is necessarily the best comic. That I think I've encapsulated Noam's view accurately. I don't want, He's not here to defend himself, but I, be, I believe that that's roughly what he believes, okay. and that's not what I believe. Yeah, it's like, look, there's nothing wrong with being, like, pasta with butter. You know what I mean? Like, that's a crowd pleaser. Like, anybody will eat that at any age. But, like, I think I'm a little bit more of, like, an olive tapenade, where it's like, oh, that's salty, and, like, maybe I don't want to eat this, and maybe this is my favorite food. But do you do you find here at the Comedy Cellar that that uh, there are those that don't... Uh, don't appreciate you, or or he, or, or this is your crowd, the the comedy seller crowd, or not, uh, pretty much all the time. I mean, there's always, I not always, but like, often enough, there's somebody who I'm just like, ah, you don't like me, you know what I mean? Usually a guy, um, which I is fair. Um, in general, I think like, comedy seller crowds are smart, and like me. And who have and been? I would like to continue working. Here. <laughs> um, and is there a particular region of the country where, in in addition to the comedy cellar, where you're comfortable, or uh, you know, like the Northeast in general, or cities, or? I love a I love a city in the Midwest and South. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, do you like going back to Kentucky and performing? I like going back to Kentucky. I started stand up in New Orleans. Oh wow! I love that. I'm going there next week, um, next weekend. Um, I love like I love a college town, um, which is also like I grew up in a college town, so that feels. So your father was a professor, right? Yes, he still is. Okay. Um, of what? English. Oh, that's what I studied. Really? Um, yeah, he's a professor at Eastern Kentucky University. Uh, yeah, I think the places where I struggle the most are like, I mean, truly, I tr I really struggle at casinos. Really well, casinos are bad for everybody because that, that because they're there for the casino, and oftentimes at a casino, the only reason they're seeing the show is they got comped. The casino says, "Oh, you gambled X amount of money. We'll give you free tickets to a show." You know, casinos like to give giveaway, so they're not motivated to see comedy. They were just but comped. some people but still destroy in that. Like some people will still like kill, and I watch that, and it's people who are like good comedians. You know, it's not it's not people where I'm just like that's hack, that's trash. It's people who are like very good who I enjoy. It's just that, like, what I do just doesn't quite. I have to take another look at Ariel. A lot. I know. I really want to take see another look at her because <laughs> now my curiosity is peaked because uh, I haven't seen that much of her. Again, I've spoken to her. I haven't seen her on stage, but now we know that she is tapenade, olive tapenade. That just so happens <laughs> hey, to be. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> I just happen to enjoy olive tapenade. And, Me too. Uh, so, so you know, it might be my cup of tea. Sometimes I feel like I have to, like, apologize for, like, hey, I'm so sorry I made you think on your night out. No. I think that's how I feel sometimes. You should never gigs. feel that. Thank you. It's a good thing. Yeah. I think I'm, like, coming, I'm coming that's around. That's a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, a, it's that thing of, like, the more I do it, the more I'm, yeah. like, okay, I'm not wrong. Yeah. I'm just not forever. Well, you're not wrong and they're not wrong. Right, Exactly. You know, the I'm audience not is not wrong and you're not wrong. You do what you do and 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 you'll please who you please. Correct. Um, you know, and I do believe I, I do think it's true that 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 if you please literally everybody, I I'm skeptical that you're doing anything that interesting. I mean, I, I don't want to say that as a as a blanket statement because there might be an exception. But I would be suspicious of anybody that just hammers everywhere, every time, and under every circumstance. Yeah, there, I, I've had a, a few gigs recently where it's like, 
overall, I would say like that did not go great, but there will be like usually like a younger woman who will come up and be like, I love that so much. There'll be like two or three where it's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm fine with that then. If yeah, this that's is like how really resonating. That's how I feel too. Like when people come up and say that, it's like you know that you're doing, that maybe like you're being true to who you are as right. a comic, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, did I just bomb? Yes, absolutely. But well, there's validity to that, but of course you don't want to bomb too often, and you know you you. you and I, mean, I never have at the cellar. Okay. <laughs> and I never will. Um, do we have anything else to discuss? Oh, July fourth. Uh, happy belated July 4th, listeners. Actually, it's it's sort of, um, we're almost done anyway. Uh, Ariel, what time's your spot? Well, it's only 6.30. Oh, I don't have a spot tonight. Oh, you, you came special for us? I sure did. Aww. I will be darned. Because we usually ask people to come on that have spots anyway. No. Okay. But I'm dog-sitting in the city right now, so it was not a trek for me. Um, I'm dog-sitting in Midtown. How was your July 4th? It was good. I went over to Greg Stone's. We had some white claws. And Wait, just just you went over to Greg Stone? Me and my husband okay, and a couple other right, people. Okay, okay. Uh, and we, very funny comedian, Greg Stone, and we played with his baby. And then I came here and did a spot. And then I went and comforted some very scared dogs. She's married to a comedian, by the way. Okay. Um, Dan Shackey. Dan Shackey. And um, he's the best. I bring it up because comic, uh, you know, the, 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 the question comes up. Can two comics stay married without the comedy business getting in the way? Well, we can definitely get married. Um, I mean, I think it's too early to tell if we'll stay married. But I think so. I think it's going Well, well. look, I think the answer is yes, they can. Great. Because we've seen evidence of it. We've seen Bonnie and Rich, who've been together, what, 15 years or so? And they seem to be going strong. We've seen Tom... Cotter and Carrie Louise, who have been together longer than that, and they seem to be going strong. And uh, perhaps the best example, although they weren't comics per se, but Stiller and Mira. Sure. Who were together mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah. And uh, very much a successful marriage there. Also, um, Lucille Ball. Well, no, they had a horrible marriage. I think it was, <laughs> I, 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 first of all, I think they were divorced, and I think there was a lot of. A lot of um, turbulence. They got divorced. I think so. Are they one of those couples that got married more than once? Are they like Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera? Sure, and I think you lost me with the Frida Kahlo reference, but you never saw the movie Frida. I never did. That's with uh, Salma Hayek. Sure is. By the way, Boogie Nights. Speaking of movies, is on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, uh, please do. This is a classic of American cinema. It's from 1997. So our younger listeners might not be familiar with it, but this is a hell of a film. Have you seen it, Aaron? I have. And? Um, great oh. movie. Very long, but great. It, it's lo- it didn't, I just saw it, like, today I turned it on, like, I, haven't, I saw it was on Netflix. I said, oh, let me, I'll watch ten minutes of it, you know. And next thing you know, the movie is over. Passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> the what test? The Bechdel test. You're making me think, Gary. <laughs> What's the Bechdel? You test? don't know the Bechdel test? No. It's a it's you a, intellectual. It's a measure. It's a way to measure uh, the f- the. It's not a perfect system, but it is a a way to measure the feminism of a movie. Of do do are there two or more female characters? Do uh, do they have names? And is there a scene where they are talking to each other, not about men? <clears throat> and do they talk about their pussies? <laughs> That's mandatory. And but so you say end. that Boogie Nights passes the Bechtel test. Yes. It does. You have, what, what are the criteria again? And then we'll wrap it up. But I just want to go through this very quickly. Two, two or more female characters. Well, they certainly have that. There was Heather Graham. There was a Julianne Moore. There was. Um, That's all you need. Buck Swope's wife. Um, no, she needs a name. <laughs> both have names. <laughs> Well, no, those are the actresses, but they all had names in the no, movie. No, I know. Their character has to have a name. Yeah, well, all they did. Amber Waves, Roller Girl was a name. Yep. And there has to be a scene where they're talking to each other. Well, there was the scene where Am, and not about men. And not about men. There was a scene where, um, well, I don't know if they qualify. There was, it qualified. It does. Roller Girl and Julianne Moore, whose name I forget in the movie. Amber are, Wave. Amber Wave are talking to each other, and Roller Girl asks her, will you be my mom? And that scene. Okay, yes. Yeah, but what? But, but, 
they're doing yes. blow, and she it, says, "Will you be my mom?" Uh, but but in that scene, where that weren't they also talking about Dirk Diggler, or were they talking about Amber Am, uh, um, Amber Wave's son? Was that? Uh, yeah, I think wasn't in that scene. Was that the same scene where Amber Wave's saying, "I miss my son. I miss Dirk Diggler, who's kind of like my son." Maybe. In other words, if it's in the same <laughs> scene, if it's in the same scene, I don't know. Does it count for the Bechtel test? I don't know. You better. That's it. Though, I don't, what about that word Bechtel? Is it's that from Alison Bechtel? She's a writer. Oh. Okay. I, I'm wondering if it passes the Bechtel Which, test. Because you're, you're, you're writing a memoir? No, I've written You've two. You've written memoirs? Yeah. Have you ever read Fun Home no. by Alison Bechtel? It's her memoir. It's also a, co- like a graphic novel okay. about growing up in a uh, funeral home and also finding out that her dad um, basically was like... A necrophile. Secretly, no, but he was like secretly gay and may have been having some like inappropriate I'm, aged relationships. Well, I'm wondering, wow. just, to, just to get quickly back to the Bechdel test, I, I do have to question <laughs> your uh, your uh, your 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 uh, analysis. I, I'm I'm wondering whether Boogie Nights passes the Bechdel test. I might test. be wrong. I have to rewatch that scene because again, I wonder if it's in the same scene, even if there's a few lines where they're not talking about men. A few coke lines where they're not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, If Mm. the scene is, if they're talking about men in the scene, does it count as the Bechdel test? What are you showing me, uh, Peril? Boogie Nights Bechdel test movie list. Well, this is according to BechdelTest.com, which I I guess is the final authority on the Bechdel test. And it says... Do you need your readers? I'm enlarging (laughs) these friends. You just pulled it away. Yes. uh, This is Justin... So what does it say? Does it, it pass? It says it passes. It says three out of three. Okay, but what the combination the conversation between Amber Waves and Roller Girl, I guess, is um is what you were discussing, and that's what it says here on the website. Look at that. Anyway, I'll have to look at this more later. Um thank you, Ariel Elias. Thank you, thank you so much for coming by. Um Ariel Elias obviously making moves on TikTok <laughs> and on Facebook. How can they find you? Uh, my uh, handle on everything is Ariel underscore comedy. So it's A-R-I-E-L. Ariel like the mermaid underscore comedy. Yep. That's where you can, or you can go to my website, ArielEliasComedy.com and you can. Prepare to think though. I'm warning you, if you're not prepared to think, then stay away from that fucking <laughs> website. I feel like such a dick. <laughs> what an asshole. But if you like all of Top and Ass. I like to make you think. Um, but you can see like tour dates and stuff like that and watch me try to put together an hour. Periel Ashenbrand. Yes. Is. At Periel Ashenbrand. That's where I am. Okay. And you know where I am. Well, tell them. Maybe oh, they don't. What if I'm this is their first time at listening? At Dan Natterman. But you can just, you know, you go, you Google around. You'll find me. Um, at Dan Natterman on all the social medias. Podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Please let us know, for God's sakes, what you want to hear. Did you like this discussion? It was 90% comedy-based. There was some abortion talk, as there must be, as there always is on this show. We barely talked about it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, trans transgender talk. So let us know. Or do you like the Gnome shows, where he takes the reins and goes on and talks about his, his, uh, his, his things? Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time on Live from the Table. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.